Right, I, I've got a little... Uh, well, it would be like a game for you to play if there was more than one round. But okay. there isn't it's one thing at the moment. So it's a small game. But I happened across a telly shopping channel while I was watching some late night telly. And I heard a sales pitch for something. Now, bearing in mind that obviously they show you what's on the TV, what they're selling, all that sort of stuff. Mm. I wasn't looking at the TV at the time. Right. I, I was faffing about packing, putting bits away. So it was just on. I could hear it because mm. obviously it ticked over. And when I looked up after hearing this description, this sales pitch, yeah. I could not believe that was the item that was for sale. Okay. Now I am going to give you the pitch, uh-huh. and then uh, I am going to send you an image mm-hmm. of what it was after you've tried to guess okay. what you think it is. Okay? okay. So here we go. This is from Ideal World on ITV. Okay. <clears throat> it's so portable you can use it in a caravan or a camper van. If you use this, it would be like. It would be like being on your own personal jet, but it does all the hard work for you. It's so healthy, it will help you improve your life. Now, after hearing that, obviously, oh, wow, it improved my life. Fuck, yeah. okay. Yeah. What, what item do you think was for sale? Okay, let's use a little bit of logic, because they said that it would be like you're on your own private jet. But that, but the jet does all the work for you. How? Well, how else does a private jet work? It's not like you're a fucking Fred Flintstone <laughs> pedaling the, the jet. Um, uh, I have absolutely no idea. No. So you 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 couldn't even comprehend what product could possibly warrant this description. No, not not well, no. Well, let me send you something. Okay. <laughs> Do you see it? Was it a, a grill? <laughs> like a George Foreman grill? It's basically just a George Foreman grill, yeah. How is that going to make you feel like you're on a jet but does all the work for you? What's it going to take you on holiday? So healthy, it will improve my life. A fucking griddle. How is... What? What the? F- I don't understand. <laughs> How is that a fucking? Surely that is like mis-selling. I mean, there, to, there's some sort of like deviant deviance going on. To be honest like, with you, I'm just glad that you're branching out what you watch when you're by yourself late at night. <laughs> Makes a change, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> if the, if you could find something to do all the work for you in that instance, then I'd be interested. <laughs> What, so you think that if some, in order for food to constitute being called gourmet, there has to be some kind of criteria in which it meets in order to constitute being called gourmet? Yeah, it is. So we couldn't just call this a gourmet podcast? Unfortunately not, no. Well, not unless, unless... We, unless we meet the criteria of what gourmet means. So, here we are then. Do we meet the criteria of are we a cultural ideal associated with culinary arts, fine food and drink, or haute cuisine, which is characterised by refined, even elaborate preparations and presentations from aesthetically balanced meals to several contrasting and often quite rich courses? 
I mean, I'd say so. <laughs> then we are indeed a gourmet podcast. We are. It's official. We're a gourmet podcast. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. We'll put that on the CV. That can go up on the uh, the iTunes card. Or I could just yeah, I'll, I'll get someone to type a a message. They are a succulent gourmet podcast. <laughs> I think that's a great way to be described, to be fair. As a gourmet. As go- gourmet. Yeah, something that's gourmet. The world's first gourmet podcast that's not about food in any way. Well, unless you count conversations about, like, fucking frazzles and biscuits as gourmet. <laughs> well, I mean, what's a gourmet crisp, I suppose, is is then the um, the argument. And then we're back to crisps again, aren't we? Well, that's okay. But, I mean, would fra- would frazzles constitute a gourmet crisp? I don't think well, they probably would, would they? Based well, I don't that. know. It's quite elaborate making a crisp look like a shit rasher of bacon. Is that what they're meant to be? Yeah, of course they are. Have you never tweaked to that? <laughs> but they don't look Frazzles like bacon. are shoddy bacon rashers. No, no, I know they're called bacon rashers, but I thought that was just the idea that they tasted a little bit like bacon. I didn't think they were meant to be meant to look like bacon. Yeah. They don't really look like bacon. They look like streaky bacon. What fucking streaky bacon are you eating? Bacon's not yellow, is it? Well, obviously not in colour, but then you're not going to, like, colour something fat-coloured, are you? Ooh, really want those fat-coloured crisps you've got over there. They look fucking delicious. Well, no. Okay. Yeah, but, okay, a wheat crunchy, for example, isn't doesn't yeah. look like anything specific. I get, well, no, I, I get, it's a tube for whatever reason. Yeah, so why aren't they called wheat tubes? Because Crunchy wheat tubes. Them. So why are frazzles not just called bacon bits or something? Well, they're the cheap ones are. They're called bacon rashers. Yeah, and you'll get wheat tubes if you go to fucking Lidl and get the knockoff ones. <laughs> you get to the proper why are discos called discos? I've, I mean, they don't look like a disco. I mean that one is confusing. They even have a disco ball on the ba- on the bag, like it's a reference. Like, yeah. is it meant to be a mirror ball? Is, is it meant to, to look tell? like small shards of glass? Because it just what would you call discos? I'd probably call them <laughs> discs. Like pogs. Oh, yeah, oh wait, yeah. there we go. We've cracked it. It's because they look like discs. Ah, uh, disco. Discos. Not otherwise, they'd just be called discs. Discs. I st- yeah. I need some potato discs. Lovely. I like it when I realise something while we're talking, <laughs> like, a real, like a kind of revelation as to what I've woken up to all the things I was blind to before. <laughs> Do you reckon that's what they mean by being woke? <laughs> that you understand the kind of um, what's the word? The, the sort of ancestry crisps. of crisps. <laughs> we are the wokest motherfuckers around. Yeah, we know where the crisps are from. Goldblum trifecta. Yes. A phenomenon unlike any other. It's the eighth wonder of the world. It is. To remind listeners. Uh, the Goldblum trifecta are, of course, the trio of uh, a particular brand of actor. Yeah. Including Jeff Goldblum. Yep. Bill Murray. Yep. Ted and Danson. who's the last one? Ted Danson. Yeah. Good side of Ted Danson. Yes. Well, he, yeah, he, he feels... It, it was nearly Gutenberg and Rick Moranis, if I remember right. But they it would, they would never, they would never, they've disappeared. <laughs> they've disappeared. So, yeah, so it's basically just this concept that we have of, like, there are actors that are on a par with one another in terms of how, I don't know, how decent they are, how good they are, how right. funny they are, yeah. 
Okay, so I present to you mm -hmm. the Dave Benson Phillips trifecta. <laughs> okay, so, okay, yeah. So on, on one corner of the triangle, we have the DVP. But I was thinking who else could possibly be there? And, you know, Richard O'Brien was there for a bit. Mm. Because, uh, start the fans, please, obviously. Yeah. But then I thought maybe not, because he, he wasn't necessarily prolific with anything else except for the fucking time warp, and I can't stand that. I mean, yeah, the Rocky Horror Show was a pretty big point in his career, but yeah, we can I mean, zoom past I love that. I love the Rocky Horror Show. I yeah. just can't stand that fucking song. No, oh, I, I hate no, it so much. No. So I was... Uh, so I'm racking my brains. Mm. So, so who would you put into the DBP trifecta? So we're going kind of like '90s presenters who are kind of late '80s, yeah, early '90s, okay. who are nice and kind of funny and don't take themselves too seriously. I think so. On a, on a par with Dave. I mean, the one that comes to mind straight away would be Chris Akabusi. Yes. Chris Awuga. Awuga. Well, <laughs> see, there's some controversy, right, surrounding the Awuga. Ah. Uh, so, what is the controversy? Well, the controversy is, is it Akabusi's or is it John Fashnews? Now, that's the big, that's that's a debate that's been kind of rolling on for years. Mm. Who is um, the, the sole creator of the Awuga? But, I mean, I, I feel like it was Akabusi. I feel like even if it wasn't, I'm going to credit Chris Akabusi because, as I've said previously on the podcast, he gave me the greatest quiz name of all time in, obviously, Quiz Akabusi. Um, <laughs> so if, if nothing, if he's achieved nothing else, he has one of the greatest names in the history of... Of names. <laughs> etymology, is that? I don't know if that's the right phrase, but names, yes. So, yeah, I would go maybe Akabusi. What would you think? Um, uh, I'm thinking maybe maybe a bit of Annika Rice. Yeah, Annika bit Rice. Challenge Annika. Yeah, yeah. And what was the other one? Um, it was Challenge Annika and something else she did. Didn't, oh, I'm pretty sure know. both of them included helicopters. I would also consider Smiley Smiley Carol Smiley. Smiley Smiley Carol Smiley. <laughs> I mean, she's been less. I haven't been keeping up with what the smiles has been doing. But I, you know, she was quite a big deal back in the. I mean, Alan Titchmarsh, Titchers, he was he was a big deal back when we were growing up. Ground Force was like a staple part of every British family's seven o'clock evening, one whatever day it was on. He fucking yeah. did Nelson Mandela's garden. Imagine <laughs> that mean, you've been in prison for forty years and you get out and you have to talk to Alan fucking Titchmarsh. I mean it's. I mean, that's pun. Has he not? Has Mandela not suffered enough? <laughs> terrible fucking PR around him, man. I mean, I've always awful. said that about him. All right, bloke, but terrible fucking PR. Awful. Sack them all. Bit of a trend on telly, isn't there? and movies at the moment where they just keep rehashing something else something that's already been done okay but never in my lifetime did I think that someone would go do you know what would make 
a really good gritty drama. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Right. But lo and behold, supposedly, Netflix have okayed a gritty reboot of The Fresh Prince. <clears throat> a gritty I really reboot. Yeah, like, I mean, serious Netflix, serious drama. Like, the only reason you're not in prison or dead, Will, is because Uncle Phil called in a favour. And it's like, <laughs> I don't need this amount of drama. Like, when I actually watched The Fresh Prince for the first time, the episode where Will asks why his dad doesn't want him. Yeah. Is some of the most powerful drama in a thing that not is not dramatic that yeah, I've ever it's seen. Really emotional, yeah. Oh man, it fucking cuts you. But to then go right, we want that, but across the entire series, and they called it. It's based on the same thing. All the characters are the same. Literally, like the advert is the game of basketball that Will was having in the intro, where he gets in a fight because some guys are up to no good, start making trouble in his neighbourhood. <laughs> But it's obviously it's like he actually gets shit kicked out of him or whatever, and it's like, well, no, I don't want that in a fresh prince. If you're going to redo it, why haven't they redone it with Will being in the Uncle Phil position now that he's older, and there's a younger nephew of his, and he's trying to you know replicate his Uncle Phil and make a comedy out of it and make it that way? Why not do that? Or just do something new and different? Yeah, what, or just fucking next? leave it alone. Like Friends, but done like a psychological thriller where you've got like <laughs> one of them's this kind of like crazy um, separated twin who um, has these kind of weird multi-personality disorders. You've got a failed actor who's struggling to make ends meet. You've got... It turns uh, to heroin. Yeah, it turns to heroin. You've got this really highly strung chef who's secretly trying to poison people with her food um, or put found this magical ingredient to make them like them. You've got a, a, a failing paleontologist that has a, a an extramarital affair with one of his yeah. students or has a, an affair with a cousin that the rest of the family don't know about and then you've got this i mean you've just got chandler he chandler he'd kind of fit in pretty well wouldn't he this sort of nepotistic fucking nihilistic, nihilistic fucking freak <laughs> who's self-deprecating with a weird mother complex yeah i mean like just make some new fucking ideas please yeah, can't, TV, can't, can't. are you listening leave me, is will smith involved at all in the reboot that what is it the it, gritty it, fucking the reboot? gritty reboot no he he's basically just giving it a thumbs up and said yeah i'm all for it which well all right well i mean he'll say yes to fucking anything now won't he he's well, got he, his own show on youtube and yeah, all he this said shit. yes to another woman fucking his wife so i mean yeah he just sat there like oh yeah this is this is all good yeah you know, this, this is with fair, the pain I mean, yeah so like, you can see his soul leaving yeah of course eyes. dripping out of it's his like, arsehole yeah, man yeah. Like, fucking hell. Um, but i do think it, it it begs a bigger question what would be something that you would like to see remade uh rude dog and the dweebs i have no idea what that is Ah, uh, see, that is where I my age comes into play. That was a cartoon I used to watch alongside Sharky and George. I remember Sharky and George. I'd also like to see rebooted. Okay, but if I had to go for a program, mm. I would like to see a new age attempt at something like the Young Ones, okay. but with like the Young Ones actually being the older version living in today's world, mm. but like an old punk. 
wondering what the fuck I mean, is Rick going Mouse on. Rick dead, but yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, it's it's sad. He was a loss. <laughs> oh, that took a turn. I mean, see those those <laughs> your your suggestions, bar maybe Sharky and George. Um, you know, they're, they're they're good. They're well informed. Um, but if I was gonna rebrand a um, or or reboot a TV show, and I, you know, you think about back over the years of those kinds of TV shows that managed to capture a generation or I hate this phrase, but capture the zeitgeist in, in the most profound way. Um, I would do one of two shows, both premises exactly the same. Um, one would be, uh, desperate house husbands, um, which would be a kind of basically just a bunch of American blokes moaning about everything yeah um the other one would be sex in the city with men now is it sex in the city or sex and the city huh i think it's sex and the city i think the show's about sex and then a little bit about the city that's what it should have been (laughs) called sex and a little bit about the city that is what it's called, sex, and a little tiny smidgen about sex. Yeah. <laughs> a di- sex, <laughs> a disproportionate amount of sex, <laughs> and a tiny little bit about the city. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine? Desperate house husbands. <gasps> the worst TV. We don't need more men on TV. Fuck off. Moaning about Jesus shit. Christ. More cartoons. Fucking hell. <laughs> I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna dip back into a, a, a rich well of material um, by readdressing the Daily Mail comment section <laughs> because um, in my world over the last week or so there's been quite a lot being written about A level results. Ah uh, yes, of course. Um, and I started to look at an article, but it led um, me on. Go on. So just before you get into it, yeah. what is your whole take on the downgrading <laughs> fucking thing? How long have you got, I, mate? I mean, obviously, like, we don't want to talk into the night, but... No. I, I saw that, and I thought, hang on a minute. So if you were you were working at, like, straight A's, and then you're going to come in with, like, a B or a C or something, that completely fucks you over. Like, what is the meaning of this? Well, yeah, and look, I it's very difficult because I think it depends uh, on lots of factors. What I would say is that the process was designed to try and prevent that from happening. So it would be fairly unusual for a student to go from three A stars to three C's. That would be fairly unusual because of the way in which we had to um, put it together when we were planning it. Um, right, okay. But... Yeah, for, for potentially 40% of, of uh, students to have been downgraded, that is problematic. But what I would say is that that can happen anyway. Um, yeah. 
to, to, you know, due to grade boundaries moving. Um, now, that's the kind of answer that I would give without being too committal or without being interviewed by The Guardian about it. Um, because, right, this, yeah. you know, our podcast is, is I mean, obviously, I want to say congratulations to any students that listen to this, um, wherever you are, and you've got some results. I hope they're okay. Um, well done. If, McDonald's is calling. Yeah, if they're not... Um, then, then you know, fight the power, fight the system. Um, but um, I think a great bit of advice from Ben Hall from Ipswich uh, was: too many young people are going to uni anyway. Thanks, oh, yeah. Ben. Cheers, yeah, Ben. Too, too many. Um, but look, I was going to sift through um, the, these comment sections, um, mm. you know, because I read things like "Oh dear, oh dear," more sensationalist reporting people calm down the world will continue to turn and tomorrow is another day nobody's life is ruined by poor grades breathe deeply and get back to reality and that was from polly and you think yeah cheers polly um but what it made me decide is that instead of going through all of that and laughing at how preposterous people are i decided to find some of the most stupid things that have ever been said <laughs> Not just ever. <laughs> ever. In the history of mankind. In the history of words. These, these are, are some of the words. most stupid things that have ever been said. So what I'm okay. going to do is I'm going to tell you some. And Lee, all I want you to do, and listeners, you can play along at home. I want you to come up with, by the end of this list, what you think the top three most stupid things that anyone has ever said. Is that fine with you? Okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. So one person says, um, I don't believe sunbeds give you cancer. My mate got skin cancer and she never went on sunbeds. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, it's not specifically sunbeds, like just sunbeds. Yeah. And and I think you'll start to see a pattern, but we'll see. Yeah, um, okay. What's the problem with taxing tampons? Women should just hold it until they go to the bathroom. I have a really good immune system, so I won't get pregnant. I was told not to breastfeed my future daughters because it would turn them gay. What? Someone once asked me if having blue eyes mean I see everything tinted blue. Oh my God. I was at the San Diego Zoo at the Acarpiex exhibit and some lady got really mad and started loudly musing to me that this world-famous zoo was crap because they allowed the zebra and giraffe to get together and create this abomination. Oh, my God. Um, junior year of high school, my friend told me that bugs didn't exist in Europe. I told her that I'd been to Spain and that su uh, in summer and there were indeed bugs there. She told me I was wrong. What kind of <laughs> animal is donkey from Shrek? I, I, I have a friend who's Indian. He's from Pakistan. Someone once asked me if Canada used different money from America, and when I said yes, they said, why? It's not like they're a different country. Oh, my God. 
A neighbor told me that if I knew science, if I knew science, I wouldn't believe in the moon landing because it wasn't proven. His girlfriend then asked if the existence existence of atoms was proven. Her he called her stupid. Where do you think your cells are? All the cells of the body are inside its atoms. <laughs> When I told a neighbour who shared a bedroom wall with mine that the TV he'd recently mounted to his side was too loud at night, he flatly denied it, saying it should be impossible to hear as he'd also stuck a mirror behind it to reflect all sound. A pharmacy customer asked for a bottle of laxative capsules. I handed her the bottle and she asked, are they red? I wasn't sure, so she shook the bottle and hearing them rattle said, okay, I'll take them. They sound red. (laughs) After telling a friend there was no such thing as ghosts, he said, okay, if ghosts aren't real then, why do we have Ghostbusters? Oh, he was in now. his 30s. Come on. Someone told me she worried about overpopulation causing the planet to get so heavy from too many people that it would fall into the sun. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but if there's one thing that our current situation has taught me is... I shouldn't be surprised by how preposterously fucking stupid human beings are. No, of course not, no. And I thought to myself, this is, is this, is this a new thing? Are people just getting dumber? Is that what, you know, with the, the, someone like Trump running America and Boris over here and all the access to social media and is it making people more and more stupid? It wasn't like this when I was younger. And then I remember conversation that i had with a a a female friend of mine from university and she had a squeaky car door and i said because obviously i'm a man about town i'm a hand diy i'm basically handy fucking andy i said to her oh if you've got a squeaky door what you want to do with that is just put some wd-40 on it yeah and she looked at me and started laughing I said, why are you laughing? She went, I'm not going to fall for that one. I said, what one? She said, I know WD-40 is the robot from Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) No kind of grease. We've always been stupid. We'll always always be be stupid. stupid. And for that, we will be here, listeners, to continue to bring you utter stupidity. My favourite question? Yep. You you asked me to come up with what my favourite question was? Yeah, go on. If Albert Einstein was so clever, why did he die? Because he's not immortal. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) 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 Fucking twonks. Uh, Just think before you speak, babblers. We'll try to do the same. Not too much, though. Not too much. Can't guarantee anything. Just think. Don't be stupid, please. Bye, everybody. Bye.